Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, welcome to the show, The Run Home with Joel and Fletch, uh, with my guest today, who's going to be taking the reins tomorrow with Bozzer. I'll get to him in a moment. It is Tuesday, December 19. Good afternoon, Sydney, Brisbane, the Gold Coast. The listeners across the SEN network, wherever you are around the world, through the app, maybe belatedly through the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your good podcasts. Have your say. You make the show, remember? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. We are appreciative of you sharing your time and your day with us. You can text 0457 736 736, social media at Joel Fletch SEN. Now, coming up on the show, Shawnee Omrod for a sports bet market update. Scotty Sattler and Woogie, we look forward to them. Clint Newton, what about this for a combination? Clint Newton and comedian Jamoan, live from the Jack Newton Celebrity Classic at Cypress Lakes in Cessnock. And Skull, if you're listening, the great Kerry O'Keefe. Well, you're going to enjoy this because David Riccio is coming on to break some big NRL news relating to this fellow. Uh, I don't want to be talking about Adam Fanua Blake in November. <laughs> well, we're talking about him in December, Skull. I hope that's okay. Barney, Andrew Barnett is in the hot seat today. Barney, how are you? Mate, I am absolutely excellent. This is, uh, yeah, I was just saying, this is shaping up a real good show now. Yeah. David Riccio's coming on with Rugby League news. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I like to take November off Rugby League, but I'm ready in, a, in December again to hear more Rugby League news. So yes. I'm with Scal. <laughs> how are you, Gibbo? I'm well, thank you, Joel. I'm very well rested after a big weekend of yeah. watching cricket and getting after it. Saturday all up into the Sunday. Again. It's just so fun. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had a really great afternoon Sunday. We had the UFC. We had the cricket on. Oh, goodness gracious, it was a great time. How good is that? Uh, boys, uh, Brooksy, the captain, uh, how are you, mate? Yes, I'm good. Thanks, gents. I've got the in-laws over from Wellington. It is the season, right? So, yeah. But this is the first, our second Christmas together, first Christmas with the in-laws. Did you take them out to Campbelltown last night to see them take on MacArthur and have a win? Oh, you know what? It, the tickets that we wanted, someone already had them on no. that hill there. You know, the Northern Hill? Yeah. But yeah, no, we went to this place where, I can't remember the name of it. It's like the Singing Crab or something down at uh, Darling Harbour. And it's the... <laughs> Bag of seafood, yep. and they yep. dump it on your table. You've got the paper on the table. You've got the bibs. Real messy first dinner with the in-laws, but went well. We had a few drinks, got some stories out. Great start. Mate. I don't know if I can parlay this in a second day. And then they go, T, you've got, you've got a good catch there. Don't push the pass, though, Brooksy. You reckon? you got to just, yeah, yeah don't okay. push the pass. Mate, oh. you remember this? If the, if everything goes well, this is the first of many trips, and if you set the standard too high too early, every time uh, you get visitors from Wellington, 
it's going to be, oh, yeah, Brooksy's Tourism New South Wales. Look yeah. at this bloke. He knows everywhere to go. <laughs> yeah. What about my scenario, boys? And I've, I know you've got a conundrum to share as well. Mm. A dad conundrum. So Ooh, here we go. My oldest daughter's on her way to being 19. She's got a boyfriend. Nice young fella, Theo. And we're getting ready for a 50th. And so my daughter comes out, and I like my ironing. And Kobe's bought me this nice little steam ironer, and I like doing oh, that. Oh, nice. And she comes out. She goes, Dad, do you mind ironing Theo's clothes? I went, ooh. Hang it there. That's, <laughs> a, that's oh. yeah, ooh. There's a level of intimacy yeah. there, isn't there? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I've got this conflict. And, and you know how they call it dissonance? Dissonance, that feeling you have, it's like a, an elastic band in your chest sort of being stretched. And the dissonance I have is that I take a lot of pride in my ironing, but there's no way in the world that my father-in-law back in the day would have been ironing my clothes. And I was yeah. like, I want to do a really good job, but why am I? It was a really weird situation. I got a, I got a plan for you, mate. Mm. This is the, this is the way to go, right? So he's, he's, he's young, nice kid. He's hip, yeah. nice kid. Yeah, wants to look good, yeah. mate. Iron creases down the front of his jeans. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that's Give what I had nice to do. seam down the front of the jeans and down the sleeve. Oh, I had to do that, didn't make I? Make him look like, yeah, make him look like he's, uh, yeah, he's a 60-year-old man. Who's yes, just that's what I had to cleaner. do. I missed that opportunity. You know what I did do? So, obviously, I know what he's wearing because I've just ironed his clothes. <laughs> so, I've gone upstairs and I thought, a little bit of revenge here. I came down in the identical clothes. Yes. Right? So I walk in to, to see my daughter and I said, all right, darling, I'll, I'll catch you at the party. They're going to be a little bit behind me. I'll catch you at the party. Um, does this look all right? She goes, Dad, you guys are wearing the exact same. And I'm waiting for her to get really embarrassed about it. She goes, twinning, I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, no. And I'm like, well, now I want to get it off. He's younger and better looking <laughs> than me. And now I'm the poor version. Um, you know who was at the party? So happy birthday to, to the Whistler um, for his 50th birthday, his second 50th party that he celebrated this week. But his uncle is one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. And here's a bit of trivia for you. He won the Gold Logie in 1993, 1994, 1995, 1996 Four years in a row, and he's such a humble, down-to-earth bloke. See if you can guess it. It's his direct uncle. And and I said to the kids, I said, guys, do you know who that is? And they didn't, right, because they're a bit younger. And I said, this guy was the number one person in Australian television back in the day when there was no streaming, there was no social media, there was nothing, right? He was the number one guy. Are we talking... I was going to say Visard, but that's Visard was probably a bit earlier than that. Yeah. So what are we talking? I'll give you the years oh, again. So the again. years. Hey, hey, he was big in the 90s. 94, 95, 96, 93, 93. So uh, two of those years for A Current Affair and two of those years for oh. the Midday Show. Oh, my God. Is this the greatest hair that Australian my TV's oath. ever seen? Yeah. yeah. Ray, Ray Martin. Ray Mondo. <laughs> How good. Yeah. Wow. And so what, you, what you, mate, you rub shoulders with some real... No, uh, no, mate. That, that's the, the beauty of the whole family there. Mate, he is just an absolute knockabout bloke. Loves his bunnies. Loves his fishing. Loves his loves going up to Southwest Rocks. You know, he, he went there for year after year after year. And the reason he went there, he did a story. He was sent up there for a current affair to do a story in Southwest Rocks when no one was really living there. And he just fell in love with the place to the point where... The whole family would just go there every single year as the town grew and grew and grew and grew. Uh, what a terrific fella he is. Mate, that, that's, that's an impressive story. I wasn't expecting that. Ray Martin. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, getting secondary uh, flustered yeah. right here. Did you say he won two, went oh. back to back with one show, yep. then went, you know what, yep. I'm going in a yeah. 
yep. in a prime time and then yep. went back to back there. And right. and you know yeah. what? Now, there was a female who followed him with four in a row as well. Blue Healers was the show. Oh, Lisa. Lisa McKeown. Yep, four in a row. Wow. You know, I was at Melbourne uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival this year and I was doing a gig uh, down at a little bar down near the river and one of the comedians... Um, Daniel Connell, who, who came and did a yeah. he did a shift with us on uh, he's a Mad Tigers fan. Mm. He lives in Melbourne, but he gets off stage and he was a bit flustered. He gets off stage, he walks up straight up to me and goes, Second row, is that Jane Allsop from Blue Healers? <laughs> <laughs> and turns out it was Jane was Allsop it? from really? Blue Healers. It's just yeah, there, second row. We had a good chat with her after afterwards. She's a great, uh, great stick. Jane Allsop. Yeah. You wouldn't remember Blue Healers, Gibbo? No, I no. I haven't heard much of those things that you guys were just talking about. I know the South Sydney Rabbitohs. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh mate. But uh Ray Martin. Still still waiting no. to go through your box set of a current affair, are you? Yeah, I'm just um <laughs> I'm up to two thousand and four, episode fourteen. Uh it was a Tuesday. Yeah, nice. Mm. 2004, episode 14. I listened in yesterday, Barney, and you had you had a conundrum. Yes. What happened? What, I want to know result? what your um what your take is, and I'll get yours yeah. too, Sugar, because um the boys yesterday were a bit split on it. So basically, in my to without going over it again for the listeners, in my suburb, been a lot of uh, work done on the electricity grid. Workers all over the suburbs. So what they've done is they've put little portaloos on trailers mm. that they can move around and they just sit them on the nature strip near where the workers are. Yep. Now I was on my, uh, morning jog yeah. a little while, a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah. uh, it was the, um, as I said to the boys, I'd miss time, my coffee and my jog. The coffee is critical play, mm. isn't it? It's it, critical play. Yeah. Look, cause I needed the caffeine, the energy almost <laughs> for the pre-workout, but then, you know, it, it has its own risks. So, um, I was, Within striking distance from home, but it was striking. getting urgent. And I looked across the road, and there is one of these portaloos yeah. on the uh, on the nature strip. Now I'm a taxpayer; it's on public land. Um, you know, is that fair game, or is that someone's workplace? Oh. Was my was my question. Look, I'll, I'll forgive you for it. I'm re- fine. I'm fine with it. You're fine with it. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go. But what was it? What was your answer, Gibbo? Oh, absolutely, go for it every day of the week. There would be no, that wouldn't even be a second thought in my mind of not doing it in there. But can I ask you off the back of that? Oh, mm. I had a similar, a similar sort of situation. We get cleaners once every few months, and they they came into our house to clean last week. Now, and just before you do, do, yep. do these line up with the inspection that the real estate does? Is no, it? we haven't had it. We <laughs> thankfully our landlord is sweet as we have not had an inspection in four and a half years, so we're cool on that. But we just get cleaners because the place gets a bit dirty every now and then. So it was Thursday last week, day one of the test. Awesome. So I'm just sitting down all day just watching. There's two cleaners come in. They start at the second half of the house. And when they came to the first half where I was in the lounge room, I was going to move to the second half. So I'm not in their hair, Mm. yada, yada, yada. So they go cleaning. It's about half an hour through the first half clean. I'm in the lounge room, kicking back, watching the cricket. One of the cleaners, he comes into this half, goes into the toilet, closes the door. Ten minutes go by. He then comes out. He's obviously used yeah. the toilet for number twos. Um, where, and, and I had to check this fact because I went into the toilet, lifted up the lid and... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's, he's, he, he used the last of the toilet paper. That's how I knew oh. he, he, he'd done a number two. Now, is this play on? Like... Ooh. As the cleaner coming over to do and, number two, and didn't ask about can I use your bathroom? Didn't ask, Ooh. and that would have been sweet. Like it was all good, but you know, there's just a bit of like we had no more toilet paper after that. Yeah, I think you'd ask. Yeah, the, look, the 
resources wise, the toilet paper is the issue. <laughs> exactly right. Because I got no, I got no issue with the man using something he's going to clean straight after anyway. You know what I mean? Well, I would have let him use the sandwich toaster as long as he wiped <laughs> it down. You know? but, but it's the to- if 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 he's left you high and dry in toilet paper situation, that's yeah. where you've really got the issue there. Well, because it was day one of the test, Barney. You know me, I'm having a big feast, and yeah. after a big feast, you know you need to go in there and sort it out. And I had no toilet paper. And it's not like you know day one of the test. What are you going to do? Like if you're out of toilet paper, what are you going to do? Wait till lunch? Exactly wait right. Wait till they break yeah. for lunch. You know, <laughs> that's, that's you got to jump in the shower. That's the shower job, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah. Have you got one of those uh, the shower heads? That you <laughs> yeah, can, oh, I think we no, do. You can yeah. take off. <laughs> you know the ones with the, the double yeah. thing where you can, yeah, 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 you can take yeah. it off. Those and are awesome. Get get everywhere, undercarriage yeah. everywhere. You want to give it a spray? <laughs> no, yeah, we don't have one of those sorts of showers. But next time, definitely will. And we were backed with toilet paper, guys, just in case. I'm, I'm a mad toilet paper checker and <laughs> towel checker. You know, the amount of times my wife will be in the shower, oh, can you get me a towel? I will always confirm there's a towel prior to going into a shower. Oh, Do you ever get run out with that? No. I'm, my towel goes from where it hangs to dry to directly within arm's reach so I can open the shower and yeah. grab it without getting out of the shower. Because nothing worse. My wife's a, a special for it. Um, she'll get up and she'll leave for work pretty early in the morning and I'll go in there you know, to, to take a leak first thing yeah. in the morning. And the floor is just covered in water because she just gets out of the shower and some water goes everywhere. <laughs> like it's, I'm like, you know what, I'm drying, but starting the dry off in the shower recess because I don't want water all over this bathroom. Exactly. So yeah, I'm never caught out in nah. that towel. What about the old man, right? So hadn't seen him for a while. He's down. We had a bit of a family Christmas thing on the weekend. Davy Kane's there and... He's smashing bungers for Australia. Like he's, <laughs> yes. he's, he's, yeah. he's stopped the bungers a million times and he keeps sneaking off down the side entrance. And once all the grandkids are gone, he'd he give up on that and he'd just smoke it out the back. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. And he was telling me a story because he's from Yamba. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the local news. This is a true story. So when you're driving up from, say, Sydney or Newcastle, wherever it is up to Queensland, the worst part you can get is Coffs Harbour. Just red light after red light after red light after red light. You just can't get through the town without copping a red light. So this one local guy knows that situation and he's having a beer at a pub in the south of Coffs Harbour. So he realises doesn't want to drink drive. So he jumps on the back of a semi-trailer that he knew was going to cop all these red <laughs> lights and he'd just jump off the back of the semi-trailer when this, uh, you know, when he was the best chance to stop. Anyway, this one particular day of all days... It's just been green light central. And oh, green light corridor. <laughs> green light corridor. And he's in up at Ballina. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Uh, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say or text 0457 736 736. David Riccio, not too far away for you Sharks fans. Some big, big news relating to Adam Fanua Blake. So we're going to get to that very, very shortly. Clint Newton and comedian Jim Owen's going to join us from the Jack Newton Celebrity Classic at Cypress Lakes in Cessnock. Scotty Sattler, Woogie Matthews, but most importantly, your good selves here on the run home with Joel and Fletch with Barney the Chair. Shawnee Omrod for a sports bet market update as well. It is the trade hour. Thanks to MS Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. The run home with Joel and Fletch, Barney in the chair today. The trade here, thanks to AMS Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Tell you what, plenty of news, some Christmas news for a couple of clubs. So let's do this. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't want to be talking about Adam Fanua Blake in November. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, let's do it uh, in December. Huge news from David Riccio <laughs> in the Daily Telegraph. Christmas has come early in the Sutherland Shire with Adam Fanua Blake signing with the Sharks for the 2025 NRL season. One of the world's best front rowers, Fanua Blake, has opted to join Cronulla. Uh, there was some strong talk around St. George Illawarra on a four-year deal worth between 950000 and a million dollars a season. So he's coming back to Sydney, adding Fanua Blake. Meanwhile, the Cowboys, they have locked in. I think this is a great signing, and it's a great story too. Give and I talking about this off-air, Barney. The Cowboys have a press release. The North Queensland Cowboys have agreed to a five-year extension uh, with 5'8", Tommy Dearden, running through to the end of 2029. Two and a half seasons in North Queensland so far. Dearden has had 58 games, scoring 22 tries and assisting on a further 28. Played origin in that time as well. Cowboys general manager of football, Michael Luck, says this. It's a great day for our club, locking in one of the most talented young playmakers in rugby league to remain in a Cowboys jersey until the end of the decade. So that is a terrific signing. And... Let's not forget as well, he was sort of thrown into a very poor Broncos side when he started his career, playing halfback for most of that. I reckon he went on a losing trot of almost 20 games in a row. It was a horrific start to his career. He took a little half chance at the Cowboys and has just absolutely soared since. Yeah, he was one of those bikes in that sort of that very young Broncos side where you looked and go, this this could actually ruin a few potential careers. You know, because when blokes go in and they lose that badly, that much, that early, sometimes it can sort of, yeah. it can it can really affect them for the rest of their career. But I think the, he's he's been uh, yeah, a real good find for the Cowboys and uh, I think they've been great for him too. So I, I think that's a great uh, signing. I think um, I read that St. George had been chasing him yes. pretty hard. Um, they're not having as much luck. With no, but th- th- this is what I said, Barney. Like they've been very vocal about who they've been chasing, mm. and they're just and now they're missing out. They've missed out, as you said, by I think Jerome Luai was loosely tied to them. Dearden certainly was. Fanua Blake certainly was, and they've missed out on a couple now. Yeah, it, in which and there's always those trends in rugby league when you see a lot of good players not wanting to go somewhere. Um, especially when there's talks of, you know, they were offering a little bit more or uh, whatever, then it, it just sort of becomes a, a its own, it's a, a f- it's self-fulfilling prophecy where, you know, they're going to f- struggle to keep getting the next bloke and the next bloke. So hopefully for St. George fans, because they've been long-suffering yeah. as well, that they uh, that turns around for them. But, yeah, not great at the moment. But I think for Tom Dearden and the Cowboys, that's a, that's a good signing for both of them, I reckon. Well, that's most of the top seeds. I, I don't know, boys, if you can think of who'd be the next cab off the rank, but for Newell Blake, if that goes through, and we've got the 10-day cooling-off period, which we can clarify with Clint Newton later in the program, mm. but you, Tommy Dearden was one who was highly spruiked. Uh, Jerome Luai, of course, Adam Fanua Blake. So all the big, big trumps who are available, they seem to be... Ezra Mam is another one who looks to be staying at the Broncos. Yeah, there was a... F- I've had... From November 1 and highlighted a few players when this period started. Adam Reynolds, Billy Walters, Ezra Mam. There was Ricky and Capewell for the Broncos. So they've both re-signed or gone to the Warriors. Jamal Fogarty, Jesse Bromwich, Kieran Foran, Nick Meaney, Tom Dearden, Bradman Best, Jacob Saifidi who re-signed, Mitch Kenny, Sunia Taruva, Tommy Burgess. Angus Crichton, has he re-signed? Uh, Arta Mariotta, Canberra has. I, I think he's going to be a gun, that young front rower. So they've they've locked him in, Canberra. Sean Johnson, 
I don't think he's re he's got one year <laughs> left on his deal. So there's a few that were flagged at November one that were off contract in 2025. Okay. But yeah, it looks like Ezra Mam's the one that's sort of been rumoured that he's staying at the Broncos. We don't know for sure yet, but yeah, that, I think he's the big the big one at the moment. But you've got that 10 day period too. So this is going to be. The interesting thing about the players going to new clubs. Just, I heard Jimmy speak this morning with the missile, and missile raised a very good point. And I, I don't like getting too bogged down in these. I look. thought you were going to say I don't like giving uh, <laughs> missile credit for making a good point. No, no. <laughs> but it's a very good point, and you know, I, I like to see people given chances in life. I don't like to just, you know, people get life for whatever. But the Junior Ramon situation is very interesting because mm. he has been found guilty. For, for what it was, but his sentence is he's not going to jail. It's a community correctional order or, or something yep. along the lines there. And Missile made a pretty good point. If he was an Australian swimmer and something similar had happened, he believes that he'd be gone. Like a rugby league in particular are very forgiving, which I don't always hate. But where do we sort of stand here? It's a really, he's a young bloke who's made a, a poor, poor decision. What, you're a Dragons fan, well, Brooksy. That's the thing. The Russell Packer situation that the Dragons had brought Russell to the team off the back of his yeah. convictions. So I know it's different, like different coach. I'm trying to think if it was a different, it would have been a different board. So the hierarchy, different situations. I liked what he said before history. And he said that this morning where history shouldn't, you know, yeah, that was yardstick as well. It's hard. The Dragons have gone through a few things off the field. And yeah, I think it might, I don't know, it, well, it could be a situation where he might be in a tough situation. Well, Michelle Bishop was pretty strong in her comments around the game's got so much depth yeah. now. Uh, what do we do there? Um, cricket, for example, if it happened to a cricketer, an Australian cricketer, do you yep. reckon they'd get a shot at redemption, Brooke, uh, Gibbo, or not? Oh, I, I don't think so. I think it, it's a case-by-case basis. And I think rugby league has had a long history of, similar offenders, stuff like that. It's pretty hard to say. I, I don't think in the cricket world they'd be able to play as soon as Talatau Mono is going to be able to play next year. Danny Wadler has posted this a matter of minutes ago. It's holiday time, but had a tip. The NRL have cancelled the registration of Junior Moan. <laughs> Tough break wow. for the Dragons. Uh, and uh, Nine News uh, tagged in all that. So, And just like without knowing, I was just trying to find the actual... Um, the actual sentence details online here. They're, just because it's a non-custodial sentence, like these community yes. uh, corrections orders, um, th- I would be surprised if there wasn't a uh, a bond or something in there where if he um, messed up, then that it be- does become a custodial oh, okay. sentence. Yes. So that even then, that would be quite a risk probably to take on for a club. rugby league club. And, you know, in, and if you were going to sign with it, those go, the, the whole idea of the community custodial sentences is you're working with um, probation and parole to help the person rehabilitate. So you'd have to work in with, the club would have to work in with, you know, whoever's in charge of that uh, that sentence, the, the community um, mm. correction sentence. Wow. Uh, big, big news. It's all happening. So we're going to catch up with David Riccio on the other side of this. From the Daily Telegraph, you're listening to The Run Home with Joel and Fletch with Barney in the chair. Have your say. one 300 Look, there's a heap of text coming through. We're reading all of these, and we're going to get to the best of those as soon as we possibly can as well. It's The Run Home with Joel and Barney. Breaking back with more.
Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch with Barney in the chair. The trade hour thanks to MS Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Plenty of text there, 0457 736 736. But time for a sports bet market update with the king of carrying bar, Shawnee Omerod. Hello, mate. <laughs> Joel Kane, how are you? And the almost poo jogger, Barney, a long time ago. <laughs> how are you, mate? Very good, very good. Now, mate, we've just seen the, the end of an NFL game where the Seahawks, 20, mm. have defeated the Eagles, 17. Now, Jalen Hurts was a bit ill in the match, but Pete Carroll's lobbed up as a coach with the backward yeah. hat in a press conference. Fringe coming out the front yeah. of it, sort of 90s uh, hip-hop yeah. style, too. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that, can I you? I reckon, is your rule is your rule uh, sort of 30? Once you hit the 30 mark, Shug, you, you, you can't sort of be pulling that sort of behaviour. How old would he be? Well, I, he'd be 30 twice over, I reckon, yeah. Pete Carroll. He's wearing, <laughs> he's wearing Woody Allen's glasses too, weirdly <laughs> enough. Well, I'll tell you, um, just on that, um, Colin Cowherd's very hot on this. He's a big broadcaster in the States, and none of, none of these post-game press conferences should have a backward hat, in my opinion. I, I tend to agree with him, Shawnee. What do you think? Am I too old school? Uh, look, I might be wearing a backwards hat as we uh, speak on the line right now. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I'm probably pushing the pushing the past. Yeah, I mean, I, I think press conferences, you've probably got to turn up and look a bit more professional, don't you? I think so. Um, but I'm not fully um, sold on the, the, the sort of hard cap of, of 30 for the backwards hat. I'm going to push it out to 40, sure just to buy myself a couple more years. Beautiful. Um, but I know I, I'm, I get nervous every time I leave the house, just in case you're going to spy me. I know you've got a lot of spies down here. <laughs> I do, mate. Just in case I get spotted uh, rocking the backwards cap. You know, I can't get away with much down here anymore. So what, what have you got for us, young man, today? Well, a big update on the uh, the Super Bowl market after that uh, pretty crazy finish uh, in the NFL. So before the start of play, I reckon the Seahawks might have been 90 or 100 to 1. They've trimmed up in the 60s. Um, and the Eagles, $7.50 out to $9.50. And what it just keeps on coming up the 49ers. They're now $3.10 to win the Super Bowl. Now, you, were you on the Chiefs, Sugar, or the Eagles? I couldn't remember which no, one. No, no, Eagles, but I, have, I haven't yet backed either. So, um, okay. what, what I am going to do, and, I, and my listeners will be able to answer this, I, I do, I love the NRL model to win a premiership, where it's generally the top two defensive sides. I mm. will have a look at who those two teams are currently before I make a play, but I was pretty keen on the Eagles, but, geez, they're making it hard now. They're making it very hard, yeah. So $9.50, not completely uh, out of it, obviously. Miami Dolphins, they're $9. Uh, Baltimore, they're airborne as well. Second favourites now, 6 bucks. But as I said, just keeps on coming up the 49. It was $3.30 the other day, now $3.10, just as a result of the uh, of the result today. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, Miami Dolphins, I'll tell you a fun fact here, which is not a fun fact necessarily, but conspiracy theory. Oh, I like a conspiracy theory. Hard Rock Cafe, Hard Rock Stadium, yep. where they play. And the theory is that they've structured the stadium so that the away team is in the blaring sun for any day games. And, and, and there are some games where they're in the shaded side at 32 degrees and on the other side of the field is the opposition well into the 40s. And because the home side gets to choose the attire, you'll notice they're always in the white at home. So to further oh. make the other team have to play in their dark jumpers. And there's a real conspiracy in the States at the moment that the Miami Dolphins are going for that edge via the stadium. Nah, is that... I don't mind that, sure. Yeah, I, I like that. that. Anything for an edge. If yeah. I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm looking for all that. There you go. And the Seahawks have got their stadium, which is apparently the loudest. So is that, it? Yes, they're, they're, that's that's their big home ground. It's uh, it's designed to um, basically force all the noise towards the ground. So wow. that's why they talk about the 12th man 
is there. I think, uh, did they break? I reckon they broke some sort of decibel world record yeah. uh, a couple of years back, didn't they, uh, Barney? With the noise coming out of that joint, I know that it is. Uh, it is crazy stuff. Yeah, they did. I've I've been to that stadium once, but it was only to watch the Seattle Sounders uh, MLS side. Um, so <laughs> it wasn't quite as loud that day. Mate, you should hear our household when when it's. All the kids are at each other. Then we're going for all sorts of decibel <laughs> records. Hey, um, what do you make of? Look, he's a real student of the game, rugby league. Our man Shawnee. What mm. do you make of the pending signatures of Adam Fanua Blake for the Sharks and Jerome Luai for the Tigers? And considering what they've paid, do you like them both or not? Oh, I, I think I like the Fanua Blake signing more, just for the from a price perspective. Sugar, you know, I'm all about that. Yep. Um, it sounds like they've got him for what somewhere between nine hundred and a million dollars a year. Yep. I can't quite get around Jerome for the, the 1.2 um, bracket. We were looking at it on the weekend. I think it makes him maybe the fourth or fifth best player in the competition now. So he's got to go to a club. Obviously, he's won the three comps. Penrith, absolutely airborne. But does that sort of transfer over to a battling club like the West Tigers? What I will say, like that, they had to get a big name. Yep. It's, it's a big sort of changing of the guard there. New board, um, newish coach, obviously, with, with Benji uh, making his sort of first foray into it. So... They need to land a big fish. He's probably the pick of the bunch as it, as it sort of stands. You said it before speaking to uh, to Dave. They're very, very hard to come by. Uh, you know, absolute gun props and a half of any description. So very hard to come by. And that means you've got to pay the sort of the, the big money which they have. So, But with the big dollars, sugar comes a lot of pressure. Yep. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, you got to remember, though, West Tigers, they've been paying um, upwards of a million for a uh, half who's never played finals. So a guy who's got three it's uh, true. It's three a, premierships. That's a very good point, buddy. <laughs> that is a very good point. Uh, and by the way, there is uh, another one here for you, Shawnee, but I'll, I'll try and help you out with this. He says, Shawnee, has there been much money for Christian McCaffrey to win the MVP? Uh, all those awards are there with sports, but I can tell you this, that Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, $1.45, and Christian mm. McCaffrey, Barnell, is 15, 15 bucks. bucks. Yeah, he 15 is, bucks. Yeah. Let me uh, let me dig through the books. When I, after I hang up, I'll, I'll dig through it and I'll send Brooks here a bit of a message with uh, where the money's going. But it looks like it's all uh, said and done for Brock Purdy, $1.45, almost unbackable. What a story. Yeah. Hey, just back to the uh, the NRL for a second. With this 10-day cooling-off period, you're a big wheel down there at mm. Sportsbet, uh, Shawnee. I was wondering, can we get – some markets. Can you get a market up on whether players are going to flip in their 10 day cooling off period? Cause I reckon there's a lot oh, of fun would, to be had there. I would love a little backflip market. We, we might be able to name it after daily cherry Evans or something. Yes. Back to, uh, the, the greatest backflip of all time. Uh, Teddy. Yeah. yeah. Another famous yeah. backflip. Yeah. Yeah, let course. me see what I can do. Mate, we've got it's to go. It's going to be interesting to see. All right, boys. Sorry, mate. We've got to go. Uh, <laughs> 1300 one Make it easy with sports bet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The trade hour almost done and dusted thanks to MS Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PP provider. And just a reminder too, all talk with Hello Sport with new episodes in December. This week's guest, Ryan Harris. All talk with Hello Sport Friday after the run home on SEN. Plenty more still to come on the show. Scotty Sattler, Woogie Matthews are going to join us after 5 o'clock. After 4 o'clock, we're going to hear some comments from Andrew Webster, the coach of the Warriors, to see his thoughts around Adam Fanua Blake. And uh, most importantly, you can have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text 0457 736 736. Briefly to the news will go, and then we'll fire up for our number two here on the run home with Joel and Fletch with Barney in the chair. See you shortly. 
Our number two, the run home with Joel and Fletch. Barney, Andrew Barnett in the chair today. Uh, we welcome our New Zealand listeners for the first time who join us through SENZ. If you're over in New Zealand, you want to have your say, double eight, double three. Uh, there is some news particularly relating to you locally at the moment and rugby league. Uh, let's do this briefly. We're not going to get stuck on this particular topic, but it's big news today. So if you've missed it, here it is. Oh, I've loved what he's given to the club. I mean, I love what he wants to give to us um, yeah. this season as well. And Adams is motivated, as I've seen. Um, been really, really been really obvious to me in all my discussions. And Adam and Anna have always made it clear to his, uh, his wife that um, it's not about not loving it here. Um, they absolutely love it. They love the club. They love the country. But they're going to real... Um, a real family thing that they need to attend to and they need to get home and, and, and be there. So that's, that's hard to take, but you've got to support him on that. And we, we support Adam and his family 100%. And um, if if everything is all fine and done, well, he goes with our full support because we, we obviously we've communicated really well about him over this and he's communicated well with us. Yeah, look, audio not perfect over there, but yeah, you get the gist of it. That's Andrew Webster over there chatting with the run home with Kirsty and the Beaver and SENZ. But he's always a class act, isn't he? And, and I know I go on about this a, a fair bit, but the Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, but he naturally does that. And, and if you're going to lose someone, other people could throw the toys out and then it all ends in a fractured relationship. But Andrew Webster probably has a realisation, look, it is what it is. I've only got him for a year and I need to make the absolute most of the situation in which I'm in. So I need to be loving this bloke, pumping him up and getting the absolute best once again out of Adam Fanua Blake. Is that how you read it? Yeah, I think he's I, I think he's smart. I think he was the probably the um the, the pick of the new coaches, like new head coaches yep. last year. He yep. he sort of uh did better than expectation. But he's one of those guys who's had and you hear it in the he's sort of almost a very mature approach to being a coach, as is, as especially a guy who's head coach for one year and then has this sort of to deal with, yep. it's the approach. He's almost got a, a more experienced head than that, but he's had a sneakily long career as an assistant and um, you know in the coaching sort of milieu. Yep. So I think that that's reflected in that sort of approach where I think he's just thinking, okay, well I've got a a, a long term plan. We've got this the next twelve month window that we want to keep him happy. We want to keep this side together because we think we're onto something. But also long term, you know, if you're getting diminishing returns out of a bloke who doesn't want to be there, then it's best to find that middle ground, shoot your window now and try and, you know, go for it this year. If you're yeah. a Warriors fan, you know that if he's done that to keep Adam Fanil Black around, that they, they believe they've got something special that yeah. they can really have a crack at it this year. Totally agree. Four year deal with the Sharky starting in twenty twenty five. Mascot Junior, Dally in front row of the year. So he returns to Australia. Now both the contracts Adam Fanil Blake and and also Jerome Luai, the pending contracts for Noah Blake with the Sharks, Luai with the Tigers. I kind of feel like your first two years, you might get a stack out of them. Mm. But what can you possibly get for them after? So therefore, to justify the contracts, you've almost got to cash in. Oh, look, I think if you had Adam for Noah Blake and you won one premiership, paid for. That's yep. paid for, right? Yeah. The other side of things is, so that's the Adam Fadua Blake situation. If we talk about Jerome Luai, so Jerome Luai heading to the Tigers. Michael Shamus writes this in the Sydney Morning Herald. He wrote this on Saturday. He's set to sign a monster five-year deal worth more than $6 million with the West Tigers, so $1.2 million a year. 
It is understood the Tigers are yet to officially lodge the offer with the NRL, but hope to do so in the coming days. Panther Star 58 has told coaching staff and teammates on Saturday he will not be at Penrith beyond next season. Is set to join the joint venture for 2025. Uh, and he did play, of course, with um, Appy Corusau. Uh, Lua has not attended the past two training sessions since he announced his move with his teammates. So Shamus has been across the situation reporting. Luai's representatives have since informed the club that Jerome needs time away from the club. He wouldn't be at training to deal with the fallout of what has been a rather dramatic week. And I can, I can get that. And he, he does cop a fair bit, Jerome Luai. Where do I stand on the on the signing of Jerome Luai? Well, I, I'm sort of torn a little bit on this one. The $1.2 million, which Shawnee sort of referenced as well, well mm. done to his management team. I think it's Sam Ayub in the team. Or Liam Ayub, perhaps. And $1.2 million over five years is top, top freight money. Yeah. Right? And if you think about the game or the, the show Moneyball, he may have turned up to the Tigers having won four, con- four competitions where he might have been on 700000 or so. So that's what the Panthers have dealt with. So therefore, the Tigers are paying the best part of a half a million dollar premium for a player who he does rely on his athleticism a lot for his game. He's not the... You know, like Adam Reynolds, where he's a bit more crafty. He doesn't need the same speed and energy that maybe a Jerome Luai does. So how much of that do you get from 28 to 32? And the question I'll ask is, how many players have gone to another club on a marquee contract post-28 and it's been a big, big hit? Does any come to mind? Not off the top of my head. Although I will say in the last couple of years, like um, I'm – putting Nathan Cleary aside because I feel like he's sort of an exception to most of the rules we, we yeah. make in rugby league. Um, older, smarter halves yes. uh, tend to be dominant. I think halves mature um, later than a lot of other positions. Like like we, you said, with the Adam Fennell Blake situation, that's it's your front rower. That can, when they hit a wall, that falls off pretty quickly. Yep. Whereas I feel like the halves, if they can keep their body in good shape. They, they learn to play smarter. We said that with um, Daly Cherry Evans, like in the last couple of years, just ball on a string, yep. smart play. Um, so you, you'd hopefully, if you're a Tigers fan, you'd want to hope that Jerome Luai matures into that sort of smart player. Yes. And it changes over time. We even saw that with Benji Marshall, similar thing when he was young playing, it was athleticism. It was that step. It was all the, the little tricks and then in the last few years, he just became the guy who was smarter than everyone else yes, on the field. But not $1.2 million smarter. You know no, what I mean? Well, I mean, there is that. But then the, I suppose that we're seeing the, the market for halves is just going up and yeah, up and yep. up. So, I mean, he is coming there potentially with four premierships. He's joining up with their, um, their hooker, Appy Corusau, who he won the first two with. Yep. So they... I wonder if that was, you know, because if, if I'm um, Benji Marshall, I'd look at this year and you go, okay, well, Appy Corusau was a revelation for this club in a yep. lot of ways. Like he's he's definitely an influential player, a leader on the field. How much do you think, would you have gone if you're, do you think Benji's gone to him and said, what do you reckon oh, about definitely. bringing him over? Definitely. And, and so that was my only concerns about the price tag and the age, but... Mm. At the end of the day, they they need a, a kill as far as a big signing is concerned, and maybe and 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 this is being positive towards Dale Finucane. Dale Finucane signed a pretty decent contract to go to the Sharks. Now he may not have been able to physically produce on the field uh, due to injuries and, and whatever else, 
that sort of type of value. But what he's brought to the club, mm. all ships rise with the tide. He's been able to get an extra 2 5% out of all of his peers, which has been all reports. The standards that he set when he came to the club, Sharks finished that first season with him in second position. So I think Jerome Luai is that kind of guy who could maybe have that, you know, maybe not be able to justify the 1.2 on the field, but can he justify it by dragging the whole group up? And maybe he can. He's an absolute winner. Uh, there's no doubt about that. This is the one I'm disappointed about. Junior Tupu set to sign with the Dolphins. Uh, Mick Carianis and Brent Reed from the Daily Telegraph. Junior Tupu has entered the final year of his deal and has attracted a significant offer from the Dolphins, which he has indicated he will accept. This is the young Tigers winger, making him the poster boy for the game's new 10-day contracting window. Look, if you're dealing with Peter O'Sullivan and he's mm. hell-bent and he's a recruitment, doyen of recruitment behind all those signings, Smith, Slater, Cronk, Inglis, and all these guys who you hadn't heard, he, he, he tends to get these guys before anyone's really heard of them. And when we've got a junior Tupu who's 21 and he, he's clearly got great ability, he had, can play in the centres. You could probably play in fullback if you had to. To lose him to Peter O'Sullivan and the Dolphins, <laughs> yeah. it's just you know that in 12 months' time, it's Peter O'Sullivan won, Tigers nil in that transaction. But you know that because it's the Tigers, if if he does turn out to be something, no one will make it. No, none of the media types will make anything <laughs> of the Tigers letting nah. another one go. Nah. That won't be a nah. story we see on NRL 360. Yeah, nah. That team's already full. Yeah. You know, the 17 <laughs> that were at the Tigers. But do you think it's um, savvy from the Dolphins? I was thinking about it, like in terms of the new board coming in. Richo's been quite vocal about how well he thinks of Jerome Luai. Mm. Tupo's off contract. There's other teams that have been interested in him as well. It would be a fairly bad, I'm not saying bad play, but it's a big play to lock in Luai for that 5-6. Yeah. And then... Technically, pay overs for Tupo back to back, and it seems like the Dolphins and the other teams. I th- I can't remember who the other team was that was interested. Maybe the Bulldogs, no, Roosters. Like, they? Roosters. I wouldn't be the, surprised if it was St George. Yeah, St George. <laughs> like they've all seen an opportunity here to go. Well, they're while they're concentrating on. It's like the yeah. board game risk. Like while they're pushing yeah, into yeah, yeah, Russia, yeah, yeah. we'll just come in from Brazil yeah. and storm it and get. Tupo. Yep. It feels that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like sort of they've been handcuffed because they want to make the big signing for the new era, but they're going to have to lose him in the process. And then the talk that I'm, I'm seeing on social media, like we cannot do this. So Paul Bunn down in Melbourne, similar to Peter O'Sullivan, they're, they're just guns, right? This chat around Bloor, if Melbourne is so hung up to get Bloor, there's no way in the world I'm take like I'm not respecting the the eyes of, of a Paul Bunn, and they also do their research about the personalities. And if they're prepared to let Justin Olam go for Sean Bloor, mm. yeah. you've got to respect who's negotiating here. And Paul <laughs> Bunn and the, yeah. and the Storm are too smart. Don't play the hand you've got. Play the man. Play the man. This is the this is the thing. When you're, you're sitting across the poker table from a guy you know wins the World Series of Poker every yes. year, you don't worry about what you've got in your hand. You worry no. about what he's got in his hand or what he wants yes. on the table, <laughs> what he wants you to think he's got. Correct. So so if you put your sort of hat on the other end, if Paul Bunn and the Melbourne Storm are very happy with the transaction, which is Sean Bloor for Olam, and they therefore leave as if they've won the trade, they probably have won the trade, haven't they? Yeah, I w- based, based on their track record, yeah, based on history, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, so bail out of that. That that's straight away. I'd be saying to my my management team, guys, listen, when we are not 
playing in this. It is just so disrespectful of the the talent identification they've had for a long, long time. I'd be bailing out of that particular one. We've already lost Junior Tupu. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I will say, though, I, I did really like what Shane Richardson did straight off the get-go. He made a statement as to, you know, we're not going to be puppeteered by everyone. We're pulling out of Fanua Blake. And they told everyone before it was, we've missed out on Fanua Blake. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was he was straight up and down. He said, we're pulling out of Fanua Blake. And then he was quite open to the fact that they were going to go after uh, Luai too. And that's that's what they've done. They Like, he, he showed his hand early there, I suppose. Can I say, my best guess with the withdrawal of the contract for Fanua Blake, Shane Richardson is very well connected, very well connected, and had a long time at the Cronulla Sharks. So he has connections, and my best guess is he would have got strong wind that the Sharkies are a front runner and they're all in. So they're going to withdraw before they're told they've run second or third again. That's my best guess. That's, and that's very smart if he's done that. That's exactly. Maybe you could give some advice over to St. George in terms of that yeah. too. Because <laughs> I think that's, yeah, once you know the writing's on the wall, you're better off, you know, put, declaring that, uh, yeah, we're not that interested yeah, yeah. anyway. No, yeah. I didn't break up with you. You broke. Oh, you didn't break up with me. I broke up with you. It's all the signs. So, yeah. so, so, so are you suggesting that down there in Dragonville, um, someone's come and said, oh, Fanel Blake's off to the Sharks. Ten days not up yet. <laughs> yeah. Ten days yeah, not ten up yet. Days. A few ten days they need to keep <laughs> Mate, it on. Ten days is a long time in rugby league. <laughs> Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Uh, so there you go. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That is the case there. Jack Whiten sent a scare through the Rabbitohs. This is via the Daily Telegraph. The new Rabbitohs recruit collapsed to the ground during a session this morning. He was carried from the training field with initial thoughts of a serious injury. Whiten was later diagnosed with a calf injury by the Rabbitohs training staff. It is the old man injury yeah. of rugby league. Jason Demetrio is hoping that Whiten will be running freely by mid-January. Ooh, running freely. We've all got that goal, though, don't we? Yeah. That's my New Year's resolution, too. I want to be running freely by mid-January. Correct. Uh, Aaron Woods and Billy Walters visit the NFL on Fox Studios. Iconic video of Rob Gronkowski in a Seagulls jersey spiking a steed in yesterday. Uh, what have we made of the U.S. promotional tour? I think, you know what, this this uh, NRL with Abdo and Valandis are getting stuff done. And I reckon they're starting to make a bit of noise. Rob Gronkowski, good get. What do you reckon, Gibbo? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great to see, finally, as rugby league fans, all of us here in this studio are, for so long, you watch the AFL and you watch what they do, and they're just, they know how to get stuff done. Yep. They all have just left rugby league in their dust for so long. It's good now. We're going to Vegas. They went to China. Yep. Didn't work. Yep. We're going to mm. Vegas. Hopefully, it goes well. And I think it's great. Um, maybe, I'm not sure if they picked the right players to go over there, but Nevertheless, it's, it is an interesting combination of players they've got oh, over absolutely. there. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Aaron Woods, I, I love the guy, but he's, you know, he's not exactly Manly's <laughs> number one picked any given week, is no. he? But you know what? He's a he's a big person. He probably, you know, and having said that from a marketing point of view, you throw a big bearded Aaron Woods, big yeah. blokey Aussie. Well, they've gone with a Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, do you know who he is, Barney? Yes. So he's the sort of hot property at the moment. He was voted... Sexiest man on whatever it was, um, which is a bit of a PI double five take. Mm. And I reckon the NRL's gone for that. Okay, let's go for the yeah. Jason Kelsey equivalent. Who's our lumberjack looking bloke? Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, Aaron Woods. Come on, mate. Which is, yeah. Do you not think, though, boys, if we were going to do it, why didn't we do it right? You send over Reese Walsh. 
But you, you, I don't know. You just get it done. You send it. Oh, I guess because he's under 21, would he be? Or over 21? No, I think he'd anyway, be 21. Okay, he'd be well, 21. Reece Walsh has got to get over there. Yep. James Tedesco has got to get over there. Let's send the big... Let's... Tommy Turbo. Paddy Carrigan there. would have been a good one, I reckon. Yeah, they would have, they'd like a Paddy Carrigan, I reckon. Yeah. You know where you'd with all, Paddy With greatest respect to Billy, Billy Walters, and, and I love Kevy, love Billy, but yeah. Paddy Carrigan, a big yeah. presence, is the one. You know where I'm thinking? When they when – because, they, I mean, I think they've chosen these guys for the NFL coverage. I'd like to see them get, you know, another opportunity, maybe WWE Raw. Yep. <laughs> That's where I'm seeing Paddy Carrigan. Yeah. How good would he be ringside just, you know, doing the interview with yeah. one of the, a couple of those wrestlers and all of a sudden you, you see him, he's giving the people's elbow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. And you know what? I don't even believe that you have to send the, the teams over there. Like, if you want to send a Herbie Farmworth – have an English accent over there. I, yep. I, I don't think you have to yeah. send necessarily the four send teams whoever, that are going. We could send whoever they want. Like, they're not going to know. Not, it's not like the game's going to go on and they're going to be like, hey, where's that uh, Where's that Nathan Cleary bloke? Yeah. So don't worry about it, mate. And, and you know the thing, like, the, the, we go on with, and I knew we'd do it. It was a bit predictable where, oh, yeah, we don't have helmets, we don't have pads. Yeah. And yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. I'd rather them go... Well, our players do offense and defense, and we do the lateral passes, which you love, and and, and celebrate more of that. You know what? I, and this just occurred to me now. I, what I would have loved to have seen is the. Um, I remember one day when we were at Fox, bumping into uh, Sam Burgess and uh, Luke Keary, and just chatting to the two of them side by side, and having the realization: Oh, these blokes play the same game. Yeah. Like that bloke may have to tackle that bloke, and um, you know, and as much as I think Sam was a decent tackler, how's he going to lay a hand on Luke Keary? I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> but but the, you know what I mean? That you show that these two blokes and this this little bloke has to defend. That would blow their minds yep. that that matchup because over there, especially NFL, it's so specialized. That, you know, if the if the uh, punter kicks downfield and the ball's getting returned, they they're half worried about him trying to. Trying yep. to lay on a tackle because you know his legs worth more than uh, <laughs> more than the, whatever yardage he's going to give up. So, yep. I th- I think that the the big bloke, little bloke, um, I reckon that's a good combination to put on these yeah, things. I don't mind that either. Look, if you had Kalen Ponga there showing his highlights, real Dom yeah. Young, who's got that sort of English influence, showing him diving for tries and yeah. all that sort of stuff. We don't say his name anymore since he's left the uh, Knights. <laughs> oh, the Knights. <laughs> he's he's dead to us. Right, we're going to miss him. Oh, are we going to miss him? Yeah. Oh my God. What do you think for the Knights next year? Mate, um, you know what? I'm, I've started so many years feeling upbeat and being disappointed. This year, I started with low expectations and was pleasantly surprised as the year went on. So I'm hoping they just continue. I think they're moving in the right direction. From what I've heard, they've got some salary cap issues in the round. They don't have a lot of no. room for recruitment to replace blokes who are leaving, who are becoming um, sort of getting to that next level where they're, they're uh, sort of attracting bigger money. So hopefully, hopefully they, they continue their build. But it gives, yeah, they, you know what? I think it all is around. If Kalen Ponga can stay fit all season. Yep. And uh, I think that there's, there's a good chance for the Knights. Warriors are open to discussions with the NRL for Vegas in 2025. So I do believe they're going to share them around yeah. the teams as well. New Zealand Herald is saying the Warriors are in preliminary discussions with the NRL to head to Vegas for the second edition. They want to gain an understanding of the process. Just before we go to the break, I'm very strong on, uh, Barney, and I'll be interested in your thoughts. If we want to break in to get the American athlete, and I've said it a number of times in this program, we have to go after the NRLW girls. Oh, yeah. Because that that's a far easier transition. They haven't been playing as long. They haven't all been playing since they were six. That's our entry into the States and to get the American athletes. 
is to go after the the girls to play in the NRLW. So are you thinking you're targeting the sort of high school college system? Get Basketball, some of the track athletes, you know, get those in the combine. Even some of the field athletes because they, you know, <laughs> yeah. your, your discus, your shot yeah, putters, you know, yeah. we need forwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But they're, 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 there's some strong athletes yeah, around there. Of so course. I think, yeah, get it. I, I think that's I think that's a good uh, a good strategy. And I think that there is that. Um, and someone made the point on air, a few, oh, it might have been a caller a few days ago, about the fact that in the States, um, outside of, in terms of organised sports, they very much, you know, once they finish high school, yeah, um, unless they get a, they go to play in college, most of them stop playing competitive sports around 18. Yep. And there is a big, big area where these, these people that are still want to be competitive, still want to play. Yep. But they don't have the avenues, and you know, but I, that to me seems like there's a there's an opportunity there too. My gut feel is the NRL are going to nail this. I've just got a big gut feel about it. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch uh, with Barney in the chair today. Have your say. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We have been talking about success. We might talk a few plotters after this. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch. Welcome back to the run home. Thanks to Hyundai and MFP Easy. Um, now we have been pumping up a lot of things, so let's get a few plotters away. Now this, I'll tell you what. Barney, we saw the Eddie Jones and the porky pies he was telling. Yeah. It is refreshing to get somebody who just lays it out and tells it how it is. This was on the Reggie's podcast, and they picked up some audio of Mick Price, the horse trainer. So quite often you've heard these horse reports, and every horse is going to be the next Melbourne Cup or Golden Slip winner. Yeah. and It's going to win every race, and everyone's so bullish about everything. They love talking it up. Yeah, yes. get on this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's training really well. Yep. Oh. Great, you know. So the owner's tip you've got to take with a bit of caution, unless mm. Mick Price is the trainer. Because here's what Mick Price had to say about a budding runner in his stable. Tugcoat Cliffy, boys, no good. Um, too slow. It's just too slow. It's embarrassingly slow. Not Michaela Lawrence's fault, no one's fault. Um, been beaten out of sight his last two. We're giving the benefit of the doubt that he may have improved, but I think he's got slower. I don't think there's enough laps on a race course for him to ever win a race, and I think he should be, I don't want to swear, but I think he should be f***ed off as soon as we can uh, get an email back from you guys which says, please release me from my pain. And um, the girl that strapped him, Shannon, she's a lovely kid down there, uh, she wants him as a equestrian horse. So if you guys could give me the uh, permission to um, sign it over to her for $1, and um, she'll get some change. Um, that will be done. Thank you. Yes, I wow. love that. He sounded like my dad when he was describing me when we played under-14s cricket and he was the coach. <laughs> Embarrassingly slow. <laughs> Jimmy Smith tells a good yarn. He got hooked one day from the great Gus Gould out at Campbelltown and he's sort of walking behind, and it is um, it is demoralising. He's walking down at the northern end of Campbelltown Sports Stadium and, this bloke in the crowd yells out to Jimmy, Hey, Smith, last year you were bloody hopeless and you haven't improved. <laughs> <laughs> so um, not to say Jimmy was a plotter. He was a very good player, uh, Jimmy Smith. But the Detroit Pistons, speaking about plotters, this oh. is your domain, Brooksy, uh, not plotters, <laughs> but basketball. They've lost their 24th <laughs> consecutive game. 24 yeah. games they've lost in a row. They lost 130 to 124 to the Hawks. Yeah, they haven't made the playoffs in a few years, as you can tell. They started two and one, so two wins, one loss from their first three games, and just taken twenty four L's in a row. There's some funny comments. I looked on their Instagram account because 
the last few um, losses, they're just posting a score, no caption. Oh, like because no. it's just the the. What do you say at this point? <laughs> what can you say? You know, oh, a close one. Oh, we nearly got back Monday. You know, like you know, our teams post yeah. that sort of stuff. When the what social media, when the social media team gives up on you, <laughs> that's when you really have to take a good long hard look. Well, uh, Shawnee Omrod uh, pointed out to us about eighteen months ago. The what were the highlights? The given? Hitachi oh, highlights the Bulldogs had to do when they were getting <laughs> smashed every week, and they'd be like a pass or like yeah, a line yeah, break yeah. stuff like that. Nick, Nick Meany got out of Ingol one day and just got tackled three meters out, and they that was a Hitachi highlight. They hadn't scored a <laughs> point for three weeks in a row, so that this is Hitachi it highlight is, areas. It's a Hitachi highlight areas. So some of the comments. At least we lost by less than ten. Oh. I don't know if the team is jinxed or they just suck. I'm coming to practice tomorrow. When will it end? <laughs> Sell the team. Will we ever win another game? Oh, yuck. Like oh. The Detroit fans, they've but, gone through a bit up there. Is the coach sacked? No, Monty Williams is a new coach. He came from Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix have been pretty good the last few years. <laughs> so they got new ownership, got a new, they went for Kevin Durant, got a new coach in. So he was sort of like, oh, this is a good coach on the market. Let's go get him. They've got all these young guys from all the draft picks that they've got over the years for missing the playoffs, and this is the worst they've been in quite some time. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it's uh, not looking good for them. Switchboard's opened up here. Sorry, Barney. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Let's see if Mark's uh, got something positive to say, or are we downtown Plotterville? I'm not quite sure. Mark from Wollongong. Hello, Marky. <laughs> well, the Lions, the Detroit Lions used to be plotters, but they're going all right this year. So, mm. we'll share that to the Detroit Lions. But, um... In regards to Fenua Blake, Joel, I think they've dodged a bullet. Well, actually. Who, who's we? Um, are you down in Wollongong, are you a Dragons fan? The Dragons. Yep. The Dragons. I'm a desperate Dragon, mate. Oh, desperate okay. Like, oh, like yep. But, but um, I'd go put chips in Tyrell, mate, on the up. Oh, yeah. Movers, yep. Get him there. Yeah. 100%. Don't hate that. Don't hate that. He, he He's um, one of those forwards who could blast ahead mm. as a very, very premier uh, forward in the competition. Yeah, no, I don't hate that. Because Fanua Blake is at his max. He's not going to get any better, I don't reckon. And let's say he's got a reputation of not sticking it out. And uh, get Tyrell, get the other mate down there as well. And Bob's your uncle. There we go. Problem yeah. solved. Well, in the first year at the Sharks, uh, Adam Fanua Blake will turn 30 in his first season. So yeah. that is a consideration. But they've just got to win that one comp with him. So... You never, never know. Who else do you think the Dragons need right now, Mark? <laughs> oh, mate. Even someone like a Corey Jensen, that sort of player. Yep. You know, some, they're not they're not going to attract someone big time that's going to go there. They're just going to get improvement, basically, out of the Catchmans, out of Surly, out of Lomax and Blake Laurie. That's where, that's where the improvement's got to come, Joel. If yep. they play at their best, they will, they will they'll be competitive. Yeah, as I've sort of said for a while, Mark, uh, clubs like who have been struggling the last few seasons, your best five players have got to be also your best leaders setting the mark. And and if they're not, you, you're really in some strife. But anyway, mate, good on you, Mark. Appreciate the call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to do that. Or text 0457 736 736 is the way to do that. Uh, we've got to get to the news. We're a bit behind there. So we'll get to these callers on the other side of the news and those text messages, 0457 736 736. Cam says uh, 1.2 for Luai equals Reese Walsh absolutely licking his lips. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, Ezra Mam is going to stay with the Broncos, we think, and uh, he's going to take a lot less than Luai 
by the looks of that as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. have you say, or text 041 0457 Thank you very much, Amy. The run home with Joel and Fletch with Barney here. Thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now and uh, also supported by MFP Easy, voted Queensland's best fibreglass pool builder. Plenty of other sport happening at the moment, Gibbo, so let's do this. It's a Schnitz Schnugget Sports Schnupdate. Got that winning taste right now? Schnitz. Handcrafted schnitzels made fresh, made just for you. All righty, plenty going on at the moment. Uh, Marnus Lovershane, good to go for the second test. Now, he did suffer a nasty blow to the hand in Perth, uh, but Marnus says he's definitely right to play Boxing Day test, which starts next Monday at the MCG. Uh, he's played 39 tests in a row. He underwent scans after being struck on the little finger by a fierce lifting delivery from debutant Seema Kuram Shazad on Saturday evening. The scan revealed no visible fracture. Lovershane admitted he felt some discomfort when batting against Express Quick Lance Morris in the Perth Stadium Nets prior to play <laughs> resuming yesterday. Yeah, I think you're facing Lance Morris, you're going to feel some discomfort and some <laughs> a little bit of nervousness anyway. That is, oh. yeah, finger injury or not. See, this is if I was Pakistan, I'd be, uh, I'd be not so happy with that because I find a lot of good batters like in the Lavashane, uh Type, uh, mm. tend to play a little bit better when they've got a bit of an injury that they're worried about. It just tends to, like a, a small injury tends to focus the mind for a lot of these blokes. Yeah. And when he's focused, it's hyper-focus and yep. that could really cause some trouble depending on what the pitch offers in Melbourne. If it offers, if it's a fairly good batting pitch, then there could be some long days in the field for this poor Pakistani team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's true of other athletes too because I think part of it may be that you're not having the regular nerves that you get and burning energy that way. Mm. You're more focused on this injury. So it takes your mindset into a different frame, perhaps. Ian Healy wants Warner. Davey Warner to do a backflip and keep going. <laughs> Jolly Kane doesn't, but Ian Healy does. Uh, who cares what Heels. I think? Um, He's lost his mind. Well, Heels. he was hugely impressed by David Warner's performance in the first test win over Pakistan in Perth, and he wants David Warner to, to consider... Uh, he's pending retirement. Reconsider it. The opener set up the game up for the Aussies, scoring a near chanceless 164 as the home side made 487. And Healy says this, um, what I love about him is his durability. We all know how fit he must be because he's maintained his pace between wickets. I just love the way that he kept going and his feet moved. But if he bats like that, he can go another year for mine until he doesn't want to play anymore. That's what he's been missing in test cricket, that footwork balance and real bat speed when he needed it. He's probably right, Ian Healy. I, I just don't want the circus to keep going and going and the, going. The thing that he's missing there is he's, he can keep going until he doesn't want to play anymore. He's already said when he doesn't want to play anymore, yeah. and that's after these three tests. Yeah, I think that's part of why we're seeing Dave Warner. He's got his feet going. He's like he's playing like a man who has is he is comfortable within himself. He's, he knows when it's all coming to an end. He's making the most of it. He's happy. He's also a bloke too that I think. Um, People underestimate how much time these blokes spend away from their family. And yeah. I get the idea Dave Warner um, really values the time with his kids and, and home with the family, with his wife. So I think there'd be part of him that's looking to that, just going, I'm going to, like, it's all coming to an end. Yeah. I'm enjoying this last bit. And with that comes the freedom to play, you know, how, how you want to play, which is what I think we saw in the first innings yeah. there in Perth. 
I think as well, Barney, to add to that, I think he's pretty over maybe playing test cricket too, where he's going to go and be a T20 mercenary around the world, um, which probably doesn't take up as much time as playing test cricket for Australia does. And he'll earn millions, yeah. absolute yeah. millions. Like the IPL draft is on tonight. The auction is on tonight. He, he can do that everywhere around the world. And he's still playing good enough to make a massive difference in T20 competitions. Yeah, he's, he's sort of – and it's that that season he was out for, I can't remember what the reason was, uh, where he, where he had to sit that. out for a little bit. <laughs> um, but, but that season, when you saw him playing in those comps overseas, he did look like – he was playing with the guy who just had freedom, not a worry in the world, which is when he's sort of at his best lately, which I think, I think part of why we're seeing him play the way he is at the moment is he's looking forward to – you know, he knows what's coming up. He's looking forward to the, the freedom and that post now uh, – post-test career where he gets to play his limited overs cricket and, you know. Barney, you've, um, you're a cricket man through and through. What do you make <laughs> about this discussion that potentially they're not going to pick three specialist openers? Out of these three specialist openers, they're going to move maybe a Green or a Marsh or a Labuschagne, regardless if they want to do it or not. Mate, I think they're – I think it's a, not a great idea at all to move, um, especially players. Green or Marsh. Yep. Green or Marsh, then – the the all rounders, I think at the moment Mitch Mars is is the incumbent. Um, I don't think Cameron Green it's going to do him any harm to um, to be out of the side for a while. He's a young bloke. I wouldn't mind even him playing a bit more Shield cricket, a bit more um, yep. domestic cricket, just to get back. I felt like in watching him over the winter in England, he looked like a guy who's playing without a bit of a plan B. Yeah, like when um, then he played very well, but you know at certain points he he's he's just young. Yeah. So I don't think any extra domestic cricket is going to hurt him. Um, but the thing is, he's an all-rounder. If you put your all-rounder up to the top of the order, so late in the late in the innings when you get into that last, you know, couple of wickets, as the captain, you're thinking, well, I want my – you want your openers fresh. So you don't want them – at that point, you're going, well, I can't bowl either of these no. blokes if they're going to if they're going to open. So Yep, we've got a break. Uh, keep the text coming through, but just to highlight the, how much you can earn – the NRL will spend for 17 clubs over the 30 odd weeks just over 200 million. Yep. The IPL goes for what six or eight weeks. They're going to spend 470 million. So almost two and a half the amount of work the National Rugby League. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The run home with Joel and Fletch. Round the grounds we go. Vegas. Fletch has sent through a bear's head. Fletch has sent through a text. Ooh. He said Vegas one bear's head zero. <laughs> They've stayed there for seven nights. I told him. I said, mate, That's anything past four is going to hurt you. There's seven nights. He Well, is it seven nights for him? That's probably only two sleeps <laughs> for him in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's go to the open line. The great Spart's been standing by. Hello, Spart. Hello, fellas. How are you? We're going all right, mate. What do you know? Well, good to hear that Marnus is fit to play because I was thinking about it the other day. He's uh, he's getting very close to being the first bloke dropped for absolute shit house referrals. Oh. He just thinks everything <laughs> out. <laughs> they need to send him down to deep third man or something. Whenever there's a referral, just send him away. And I'm I'm trying to think of an equivalent in the NRL. Like normally, one front rowers aren't allowed to um, aren't allowed to say, are they? Spart, I'm telling you. Rule? The broadcasters, right, whether it's cricket, rugby league, they've got to start scoring the challenges. Yeah. So this bloke, he's he's yeah. 11 from his last 100. You know, like we have to start. 
yeah. think it'd be fascinating. It's amazing because he he is. Sorry, go Spart. Yeah, I'm just saying if they're able to tell you how many minutes they've batted for their whole career or how many balls they've faced, surely it can just be added on the extra column. Yep. How many mm. bad or what their referrals stats are? Yep. Yeah. Manus, he, he, I don't even know if he'd rate. I don't even know if he'd be able to get a percentage. And what that would do too for everyone who grew up playing backyard cricket with these people and got all those arguments in the backyard and they go, see, I told you I was right. Marnus is never right with this stuff. Yeah. I was right back in the car park, you know, back in the day. Jeez. Amen, sister. You wouldn't yeah. want to play park cricket with him in where, you know, you've got to send a man out to do square leg. He'd be firing everyone on the stumpings, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, he'd only be wanting to – well, one, he'd never get out because generally it's a – you know – the oldest rule of park cricket is you don't get out because if you do, you've got to go to square leg. So you just, <laughs> even, if you don't, even if you just don't hit him, just knock one and go up the other end. So, mate, I'd prefer to bat and field a square leg at uh, some point of square leg. But you're right. He's hopeless. He's actually got – I don't think he's ever got one right. Oh, I love that. One, day, one missed the bat guy so far and it's hit the hip. And you just hear the audio. He's going, no, it's out. Go up, go up, it's out. <laughs> not even close. Good on you, Spart. Uh, have a good Christmas if we don't speak beforehand. But um, no, I, I love that. I want to see uh, the measurements of those of the Captain's Challenge and also um, same applying in the cricket. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's a run home with Joel and Barney. It's the run home on the SEN Network, which happens to be the same place you can catch every match of the BBL across the SEN Network. BBL 13 back tonight. Sydney Thunder taking on Chris Lynn and the Adelaide Strikers. Strikers yet to play with their season opener against the Heat washed out. Uh, the Thunder lost to the Heat in their opener in Manica. Um, so uh, the Strikers yet to play with their season opener. I think I might have said the Thunder there. Players to watch Matty Short and Daniel Sams with an 11th hour chance to impress IPL. Yeah, that's exactly right. They get a last Ooh, sort of yeah. <laughs> swing to try and get themselves a draft pick with some big dosh as well. As it stands right now, Heat lead the charge, but they have played the extra game. Uh, the Sixers 2-0, and oh, and they're well-placed as well. It is the run home with... Joel and Barney, we're going to take a brief news break. And then on the other side of that, Sats and Woogie. Any questions for the boys, hit us on the open line, 0457 736 736. This summer, catch all the BBL live across the SEN network. More on the other side of this.